0: Now it's that time of the morning where we catch up with peter Goffwood. Uh, good morning peter how are you doing
1: good morning good morning melania and how's how's it to all the listeners how are we all doing this week
0: good thank you wait just give me a minute let me play the jingle <music> nothing better than starting off the proper way with the jingle how are
1: you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fantastic i'm actually quite enjoying this it's kind of rainy weather today It's been mm. a blessing Yesterday was like 36 degrees and sweltering And it's actually quite nice to have a little bit of a wet weather In the run into the weekend So I'm, I'm quite, um, quite happy with today's turnout
0: Yes, fantastic Well, uh, so we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day As you can see, I'm wearing my green We're all wearing our green in studio I don't know if you can see my green yes. over here And um, yes <laughs> So we're celebrating today So happy St. Patrick's Day to you
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure I will probably be having a few Guinnesses a little bit later. Okay, maybe a bit (laughs) too early, unless, unless of course you are actually Irish. Mm. Um, Then it's never too early to start drinking Guinness. It's a a hearty breakfast, but I think I will wait till at least lunchtime before I have a celebratory Guinness down at my local pub.
0: Absolutely. So, what can you share today in terms of nice recipes to prepare for the Irish St. Patrick's celebration?
1: well, I think I think obviously the the, the 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 most the most famous is the Irish stew, and in fact, it's perfect for a day like today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things that it's sort of meat and potatoes in a pot, very much like our sort of South African poiki kind of thing. Um, it usually um, lamb, which is and, and and more often than not, lamb neck. So it's a kind of it's although it's an Irish stew, it's um it's a it's the kind of dish that South Africans would be well used to, but it does have probably the, the separates it from a poiki is the, mm-hmm. the sheer volume of potatoes that go into it yes. and the beauty of the of the dishes is that as this, the longer you cook it the more the potatoes break down and start to thicken this, the actual stew itself mm. so lots of lots of onions carrots garlic celery rosemary and then whatever sort of lamb cut you don't have to use the the, the lamb neck. Um, you can use shoulder, it works really, really well, and mm-hmm. then loads of potatoes, and then generally it's it's usually just water that goes in, but you can use a little bit of white wine or you can use um, some stock cubes, mm-hmm. um, and then you literally just cook it, um, let it simmer and bubble away for, well, probably about two hours, depending on the, the cut of lamb that you're using. You want the lamb nice and soft, yes. and if it is on the bone, that it, it comes off the bone quite easily. Yes. And as I say, you just keep stirring it because as the – as the potatoes start to break down um it becomes quite starchy so you've got to be careful that it doesn't that doesn't drop to the bottom and and burn on the bottom so it has Mm a tendency particularly as it gets on in the cooking in the sort of second hour you really need to make sure you give it a good stir every now and again it also helps to break the potatoes down um but also it prevents it from because there's nothing worse than then having a pot on the stove for two hours mm. and I need to t- taste it right at the end to find out that it's burnt. Yeah. Um so that's probably my, my, my the the other the other thing which I quite like, um, which is which is a potato dish is called Colcannon. Mm. which is really, really nice. It's a little bit like the English boblin squeak. Basically, it's 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 mashed potatoes um, or cr- uh, crushed potatoes and has um, uh, cabbage through it mm-hmm. and spring onions. Mm-hmm. And it's actually what you usually do is you form it into almost like a little potato cake, dust mm-hmm. it with flour and then cook it in butter so it comes up as a nice sort of potato cake that's got... Um, uh, either c- cabbage or cooked cabbage or kale through it, and, and fresh spring onions. Very, very nice. Nice accompaniment to just about anything, especially a couple of sausages or something like that on, on a on a wet rainy day like today.
0: Yes, yes, fantastic. Well, I definitely want to try that stew. Mm, that sounds absolutely mm. divine. I do love myself a so, good stew. Yeah,
1: mm. oh, no, there's nothing quite like it. I I love anything that sits on the stove for a couple of hours and just bubbles mm. away and just gets better and better and the beauty of things like that is they're twice as good the following day mm-hmm. you know so I always say to people if you're going to make a big pot of something, yeah, you know, make a double batch, make a big batch, as big a batch as the pot that you've got can 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 hold. Yes, because there's nothing better than having another portion of that. A, it's better the next day, but it's also one of those things. It's always handy when you know you've got a little Tupperware yes. stew for two in the freezer somewhere that you can take out in the morning. It's particularly with with load shedding. Absolutely, um, you know, it's much easier to heat something up than it is to cook it from scratch. And mm-hmm. you know, when you only have limited time. Um, heating something up that's already cooked is much easier than cooking a two-hour cook when you never know if you have power yes, for, so very true. <laughs> uninterrupted for two hours yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: planning ahead but there is some, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: there is something else I wanted to talk to 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 the listeners about today and that's uh to do with um food security or food insecurity is probably mm-hmm. it's best known um i'm I'm an ambassador for uh, an mPO called food forward sa and they are Working on an issue, so basically they're uh, effectively a food bank, mm-hmm. the largest food bank in the country. They have um, their distribution centres in in all nine provinces. Basically, what they do is they collect surplus food. Surplus food, um, and by surplus food, I don't mean stuff that's past its best. It's literally stuff that comes from overproduction mm-hmm. um, when supermarket chains are over order or under order. Um, there's a ton. They reckon we get we lose and dump about four, about 10 million tons of surplus food every year. Oh so God. that goes straight into landfill. Mm-hmm. And and we have a, we have Oxfam did a study in 2019 and estimated that we have uh at that, that was so that was 2019 before the pandemic that we have 30 million people in this country who suffer from food insecurity or food security that which means they don't know when their next meal solid meal is coming from yeah. so we have 30 million, virtually half our population lives in fear of not knowing where their next stable meal is going to come from and yet we have uh, almost a third of food production is dumped goes mm-hmm. straight to landfill because of overproduction i mean take for example and so so food forward food food forward sa is in the in the job of c- collecting those those that surplus food and distributing it to various feeding centers they don't feed people per se. They provide it to uh, soup kitchens or to uh, charities that donate mm-hmm. um, food parcels and baskets. So they give them the, 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 the actual food. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, you think about how much there is available. So, you should, so take for example fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Now, what most people don't realise that at least fifty percent of what's grown here is dumped. Yeah. And you go to the supermarket, you think of any of the supermarkets, and you think of the fabulous tomatoes in a pack, mm-hmm. they're all the same size as all the pears or the oranges. Yes. Now, anybody who's ever grown any fruit knows it. nothing grows to the same size. They're not uniform. So, what ends up happening is out of the massive harvest of, say, um, a ton of tomatoes, mm-hmm. maybe only half of that is actually really nice, evenly shaped. Um, blemish-free tomatoes that end up on supermarket shelves. Yeah. The rest of it, unless unless it goes to, to, to canning or to f- actual production, actually gets dumped. So farmers don't... It's too expensive to, say, to drive that into town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so p- p- farmers actually... Are paying people to actually go and dump this in a hole in the ground for them. Wow. So This is perfectly good food that is just being wasted. Yeah. And now where, where the problem comes into it, and this is this is the initiative that that we want to talk that I want to talk about uh, food Ford SA have started a petition. And one of the reasons they've started this petition is that we don't have in this country a food donation policy. Mm-hmm. So so one of the biggest problems that. Not a lot of the producers and retailers are having is that there's no government guidelines in terms of food safety liability um, in, in, when it comes to donating surplus food. I mean, I give you a classic example because people always say mm-hmm. to me, you know, you guys are in restaurants, yes. uh, you you guys have left leftover food from front. why don't you just donate it to you know to orphanages or old age homes? And and the problem one of the biggest problems is the, is the is the problem of liability. Mm-hmm. So if i if i if i do a a function and i say donate um lamb curry i have five kilos of lamb curry left over for want of a better example um and i drop that off at a local old age home Mm -hmm. now It's kept, it's not kept properly, it's not stored correctly in the fridge, so it's not ideal um, uh, cold chain conditions, and then when it's heated up, it's not heated up to the correct temperature, and it's left on a buffet for two hours. Mm -hmm. And a whole lot of old people get sick, all the old age pensioners in the old age home get sick, and they can trace the sickness back to the lamb curry. Yeah. I am responsible for the lamb curry. There's no way mm. of gauging whether or not the, 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 the turning, the spoiling of that food happened on my premises before I took it to the old age home or it was through poor food handling mm. uh, on, on getting it there or it then being reheated. So yes. The problem is that you can only trace where the lamb originated from and that's from my kitchen. Sure. And so I'm liable for that. For that food infection yeah. but I'm liable as, as current legislation stands I'm liable for where that food gets used mm-hmm. after it leaves my place yeah. and that's one of the problems that that, that is stopping a large portion of of, of, sort of retailers, suppliers from donating food mm-hmm. but that can that is well within its um, its sell by date um, because but because they're liable for it. They're liable if something happens further on down the line after they've donated the food. Yes, they're liable for it, which 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 is one of the reasons why they're rather dump it. Than, than, than be in trouble being sued or whatever have you. Exactly. Uh, further not- down the line. Because we don't have this food donation, this food donation pos- policy as part of the Food Act, we have fairly... Um, hectic um, uh, laws governing food production and bits and pieces but there's no real there's no real legislation that covers donation and can people donate so so this is one of the reasons why 10 million tons of usable food goes straight to landfill now if you just think of the carbon footprint Mm -hmm. of of having all of that food in landfill already is a problem i mean i give you a classic example so so food food forward um, I was there at one of their, their Western Cape depots recently. And this is a classic example. They just received 10 pallets. Yeah. 10 pallets of tin pilchards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, they've been mislabeled. So oh it's, it's supposed to say 300, and, 300 grams on the on the tin. And for some strange reason, some someone somewhere along the design chain managed to get 310 grams oh onto word. the printed label. Said, now, it's too expensive to relabel them all. And now they can't put them on shelves. So it's perfectly good food. Yeah. But they can't use it. So these are the kind of things that Food Forward now step in and claim that, yeah. or in a relationship where they can do that, so that they can then get perfectly good thousands of tins of perfectly good pilchards yes. that generally go to waste. Mm-hmm. So this is what it is. So so if and so the biggest problem now is getting government to engage, and so we need a petition mm-hmm. that has one hundred thousand signatures on it. Okay. In order to get government to sit up and actually do something about this, for sure. So, so, so the thing to do if you're listening and you're keen, it takes two seconds. Go to foodforwardsa.org, and on their landing page, you'll see that says hashtag repurpose the surplus, and you can sign the petition. It takes two seconds of your time. You literally click on the link, fill in your name and you can and and sign the. You can if you're worried about traceability there's an anonymity um little block that you can tick so that your your name does not show up on any list and you're more than welcome to click that if you're worried about anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that's it. it. It takes literally 3 minutes to sign up for this. And you can there's also a, a nifty little link to both Twitter and to Facebook that you can click off once you've signed the petition that will then put it on your page so other people can see that they can go and click on it. So it's yes. it's vitally important for us to try and get this information out there so we can get the government to change policy because we have the wherewithal at our fingertips mm-hmm. to feed these 30 million people. Okay. The food is there. We just don't get access to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is that uh, site again, the link? Just a reminder of that link it's again, please.
1: FoodforwardSA.org.
0: FoodforwardSA.org. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. So anything else you'd okay. like to cover?
1: No, that's it. I think that's my lasting message for the week is to, is to do the right thing. It mm-hmm. shouldn't take very long to, to, to get 100,000 signatures. Yes. So, so, so click away um, and let's get the food where it needs to be. Super.
0: Well, thank you so much for those updates and those recipes that you've shared. Thank you, Peter. And have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week, same time.
1: Definitely next time. Until then, listeners, may the source be with you.
0: May the source be with you. Bye.